0: I will get up and go to my father and shall say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. Today's readings are are incredibly beautiful. They're powerful, but they also invite us to a deeper reflection on our life, on our relationship with God, on our relationship with one another. It is an invitation to a deeper reflection because in the first place, we need to know more deeply who God is, God our Father, but also we need to look and closely, examine ourselves in what ways we are, the prodigal son, the prodigal daughter, and then we also are invited to look closer at who we are when we become the second son, who are bitter, resentful against what the treatment of how the father treated his 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 prodigal son. And so this is what we have today. First of all, it is the recognition of our own sin that makes possible for us to look to who God is. How many people have told me that they were afraid to even look at the face of God because they felt they've done so much wrong. I have heard even someone who says, how can I even go to heaven? How is it possible? I'm not, it's not possible for me because I have done so much evil. I can't look at the Father's face, God the Father's face. So we have one way of looking at ourselves from the perspective of seeing everything through the prism of sin, which is actually not, not something unimportant because we have to see that reality, which today we see in that younger son, he goes out into the world. He takes his possessions, he takes his inheritance. And what does he do? Foolishly. Foolishly thinking that, you know, he'll have an enjoyable life. And so he goes out and takes advantage of what life offers, what the world offers. And we see that he blew every, all his inheritance. You know how many young people today want to get out of the house, although maybe because of coronavirus the situation has somewhat become different right now. But nonetheless, the idea was to just go out be free. You know, once you go to college, once you go outside of the house, then you feel like I am already old enough, I can make my own decisions. And all those decisions which are made by young people often are not exactly that good they get involved with drinking and, and this, this little life, whatever it is, and then you kind of grow into these types of situations which are very difficult, complex, because once we leave the father's house or the mother's house, the, once we leave not only the father's house in the literal sense, but God the father's world, the world of grace, the world of, of, of understanding the truth, the word, world of, of commandments, once we set these aside, then there's consequences, which which we see quite often, quite frequently. We get ourselves into trouble by all kinds of addictions early on in life. Sometimes it's very hard to get rid of because, you know, we're not ready for life and we're making these decisions based on feelings, based on enjoying life, based on whatever feels like it's pleasing to myself which means there's a tendency in us to take everything that we have, including God, the, the gifts that God gave us, and consider them, this is mine. You know, this is something that belongs to me. I can do whatever I wish. I can do whatever I wish with my body. I can do whatever I wish with my own you know, abilities, talents. But the fact is this: God has entrusted so many things to us, just like that father entrusted in a prodigal son story, entrusted his inher- inheritance, his portion. He's giving him that portion early on, which God gives us these these abilities. But do we use them properly? Do we use them to really to bring good, or we do use our own abilities, talents, whatever we have, towards ultimately self-destruction, or at least? bringing upon ourselves all kinds of limitations and, and problems. So the, so the first thing, as we hear from this gospel today, is that we look at ourselves. What do we do with the gifts that God gives us? How do we utilize it? What do we do with the inheritance from, received from our family? And it's not necessarily inheritance, but the abilities to, to address the things around us, the world around us. Do we kind of stay with with that? The teachings, the teachings which the parents have given to us. You know, be careful, don't lose yourself. Be careful, don't endanger yourself, don't risk a certain way of life. And so here we have that first is the great examination of what do we do with the things God gave us? Do we dissipate it? Or do we try to bring forth greater good? The second aspect of today's reading is the conversion itself, when we realize just like that prodigal son, once he has dissipated everything, then there's then he's in dire need. What does he do? He gets a job, but but the owner sends him to what? To tend swine. For any Jewish person, you know, swine was actually something that was there was it was very really bad for them. They were unclean animals, and so what does he do? from this greatness of his father who gave him so much, he ends up literally living with pigs, because that's the only thing is, and he doesn't even have enough food. He would wish to even eat what pigs eat. In other words, look what has happened to him, what he had, once he dissipated everything. He brought himself to such a low level of life And so there he's realizing, not because he has offended the father, but he says, look at my house, I can do this. I can be a servant, even at my own father's house, because at least I'll be treated better. And so he's coming to his senses, not because he has done something wrong, but he was looking at his own need. And what he has, what, and, and his needs are not, right now, not only not, not fulfilled, but actually, actually he's, he, he, he possesses literally nothing, scraps. He goes back to the Father, and a long way, he realizes his sinfulness. He realizes that he was dead. The sins brought upon him spiritual death, he was dead. This is the expression that is being used to, at least twice in the gospel. He was dead, he, and he has come back to life not because because of of uh, because that he was able to be so intelligent. No, is he recognized sin, sinfulness? Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. Father, I have sinned against God and I have sinned against you. This is our whole examination of conscience when we look at ourselves. And we look always at at the relationship with God first and then we look at relationship with with one another. That's what examination of conscience is with the 10 commandments or commandment of love of God or love of neighbor. It's so essential for us. That's why we need to do an examination of conscience just like, like this prodigal son has done because we have dissipated the grace that we have received. We need to be restored to grace. We need to be restored. And the only way we can be restored is by by, by acknowledging our sin. So often some sometimes people say, well, you know, um, look at your life. We may not be able, be able even to examine our life only through suffering. You know, sometimes suffering is is, in some ways, good. Especially if we have lived a life which kind of disregarded everything, disregarded God. is It's a wake up call, and this is why I think sometimes the Lord, maybe through His grace, He wants us to wake us up. It is by misery. I don't have peace anymore. I remember, I remember this doctor, a young young doctor who, who uh, began to do abortions. And 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 uh, you know, and lots of lots of resources came recognition from from some some of some of the doctors or people, but she says you know I had everything I had money I had a house beautiful house I had everything I ever wished for, but I began to realize that I was not happy anymore. Yes, she seemed to have fulfilled a job of some sort that, that she kind of liked but the fact is that her heart is no longer happy. And she says, I begin to look at my life from the perspective, what has happened to me? I was young, I was very happy, I love, enjoy life, and so now I have seemingly everything I wished for, and yet my heart is completely dry, is empty. I have no more happiness. There's a misery about me, misery in my life. And so she comes to her senses by saying, you know, I'm doing something not right and she discovered that what she was doing, which was evil, is, 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 is taking children away, taking their life in the wombs. This is what she's done. And then, of course, she became a powerful, uh, not only something seeming like, like Dr. Nathanson, uh, which he herself gave witness to what she's done and how much she wished to go back. And she realized that God, in his mercy, drew her by her misery to him and she rediscovered her faith. She rediscovered and acknowledged her sins. So that, that is so necessary for us because the Lord is kind and merciful. However, we need to come to our senses and say, Father, I have forgi- forgive me. Number three, which is so important also for us, is look at the Father. Look who this Father is. And look at this, this the prodigal son's Father. It's that we already get, are getting glimpse from, from the Old Testament. And, and says, who is there like you, O God, who removes guilt and pardons sin for the remnant of his inheritance, who does not persist in anger forever, but delights rather in clemency. This is the God, the Father that the Old Testament already speaks of in Micah. And we, and will again have compassion us, treading underfoot all her guilt. You will cast into the depths of the sea all our sins. You will show faithfulness to Jacob and grace to Abraham. Why? Because the Lord is kind and merciful, just like the Psalm today, 103. Bless the Lord, my soul. Bless bless my whole being. Bless His holy name. Why? Because He pardons my iniquities. He heals my, wo- my ills. He redeems my life from destruction. He crowns. Um, crowns my, me with the kindness and compassion because He will not always chide because consequences of sin bring consequences, destructive consequences, but not according to our sins He deals with us, but according, not according to our crimes, but according to His mercy, so that's why I can get up and turn to the Father and look at the, the Father's relationship with the Son today through the in the Gospel. Father longs to, for his son to come back. This is God the Father's love for us. He longs to be with us. He longs us to have back, to, to have us back, because we have separated ourselves to, from him. We have died. We have died. The sin brings death. And so the Lord, the Father, wants us to have us alive again. And so he comes back and he wants to restore the dignity that we have lost. You are my son. And this is beautiful a, 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 a meditation. Reflection is in St. John Paul II's uh, Divas in Misericordia, where he analyzes not just the, the, the relationship of the son and what he has lost but also the Father's love that brings the dignity back to each one of us when we turn back to Him. He restores us to the dignity of the son and daughter of God. What incredible uh, uh, sense for us that the Father longs to be with me, that I can turn away from that sin, wherever it is trapping me, that He will give me everything. I mean, this is so beautiful. And, and I think being Christians, being Catholics, we understand that. How many conversions there are, and those who become Christian is you know, from other other religions is because they know the father's love, the forgiveness that they receive as being a key component of their conversion. Because they look at themselves, look at the life. Yes, you can rationalize it. You can go to a counseling and you can say, Oh yeah, this is all because of my 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 childhood or whatever it may be or conditions, social conditions. We have to go beyond that. Is beyond that, and 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 you know, and and what happens is that we receive these gifts from God, who wants to give us Himself, and He will do so. And He wants us not only to to restore our dignity, but to rejoice, to celebrate. You know, we have that celebration here uh, by by the by the Father, who who you know, there's a sound of music and dancing and everything else that's there. The joy that the Father has. And, and as we know that in the scriptures we have in the gospel, there will be rejoicing in heaven for one sinner who has been dead and has come back to life. This is how God longs us to be with him in heaven. And what does it take turning back to God? How easy it is, how easy it is for us. Come back to me with all your heart. Come back because I want to give you my my dignity. I want to give you the greatness. Of, of, of what you can be and then, and then finally we, we have this reflection here on the second son you know there, he became resentful he became you know in some ways he harbored against his, his brother he perhaps would he wanted to do the same is that what he wanted to do? I do not know. But sometimes, sometimes we can harbor that, oh, it looks like everybody gets, you know, he gets away with murder or whatever it is. He gets all the blessings. I don't get the blessings. And whatever it is, the dialogue within our, ourselves and our heart you kind know, of being resentful of the things. And yet we want to hear the words of the Father. Father, he says, look, everything I have is yours. Yes, your, your brother has lost his inheritance, but I will still treat him as a son. He will no longer have that, the, the, the same possessions that I get prepared for him, and yet I will treat him as a son. I'll rescue him. I will bless him in another way, because he is my son. I will take care of him. He may not have everything, because sometimes sin, you know, makes us, destroys our, some of the aspects of who we are, but God will restore it in the end. And this is the greatness of God, that God, for those who turn back to him, he restore everything and more. You know, the happy fall theology of Easter, he says, oh, blessed sin, that has brought, brought us such a great redeemer. And so you see, on earth we may lose some aspects, but in heaven, no. Because once we embrace the Lord, he will restore everything that we have lost, and he'll give us even more. And so, and today, we have someone who, we should honor today's first Saturday of the month and, as you know, the whole devotion to first Saturday of the month, month praying the rosary, you know, uh, receiving Holy Communion, uh, asking for reparation to all the things that have taken place, outrageous against the, 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 the Immaculate Conception, outrageous against in, in any form of, of, of that love that Our Lady has for us mistreating her rejecting her but above all making reparations for the sins of the world this is what the lord is asking us and you know there's a need for this type of consecration, and and John Paul II spoke of this Marian consecration as placing ourselves at the disposal of our Blessed Mother, who is able to overcome our sins. She was freed from original sin. She has received the fullness of grace, and she has all these things for us. So sometimes it may be, Lord, you you help me, Blessed Mother. I have received you as my special mother, as someone who, who um, like, like a mother, always knows how to fix, how to, to do things, even in worse situations. And so we have the Blessed Mother, so we can, we can turn to her, we can seek her intercession. She is the powerful, not only intercessor, but she's the powerful loving mother to us. She manifests the Father's love that we see in the gospel today we see the mother's love for us so we are asking today in a special way as we continue with the sacred liturgy and yesterday as you know we had first friday liturgy today is the first saturday as we honor her may we be her children that we may be no matter what we have done how we have failed and in whatever we weigh, we were away from God, that we may turn to Him because He's, he's God of love and mercy. He will never He will never leave us, leave us intended because He pardons all my iniquities. He heals all my ills. Let us ask Our Lady then reconsecrate ourselves today to Her. Reconsecrate, Her that we are Her children, we're Her sons and daughters, that under Her guidance, under Her maternal mantle that, that, that she places over us, that we may remain faithful. And even if there's still areas of our life that need conversion, this is the time. This is the time of Lent. We're invited to go to confession to examine our conscience thoroughly so that we may say to God, Lord, you have to heal this area of my life. I ask for your forgiveness, but strengthen me in this area because it looks like I'm trapping myself. And we know that Our Lady will intercede for us. We, we, we can completely expose our souls to her. I don't like this, I don't like that about me. You have to help me, please pray for me. And, and we know that we shall receive because the Lord, is kind and merciful. And what what does He do? He blesses us because He pardons and takes care of us. As, as we continue the sacred liturgy, let us long for His coming when He comes to us spiritually, when He comes to us sacramentally. Long for that we may be united with Him, that we may receive that fullness of divine grace, of love, mercy, forgiveness, to become children of the Heavenly Father, destined for glory.
1: Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily Masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit